0: I tune into the You sports lab to see if my team wanna lost. If they loud, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they want she's half. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Kaville, he know what he be talking about, Mike my control. They know what they be talking about, They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love, so listen to, so to Professor, professor yes, sir, yes. and
1: pay sir. attention because he going to teach yes a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Caville with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Welcome to episode 313. That's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, Mike Washington is still out on assignment. I think he's somewhere else other than Brazil, but I'm not sure if it's on a beach somewhere, but he's moving around the continent, but uh, he's on the move. We'll put it that way. And so we have another adjunct professor today, Brandon King, representing Tennessee State. And he's going to make sure we get some insight on that side of the yard uh, to see what's going on over there and break down some other games with us. Ooh. We'll do the first first, first part of the show. Yeah, I was actually on the call with him earlier, OVC. So young guy putting in work, doing uh, writing for HBCU GO. So I wanted to make sure that he got a little piece of the action and had him welcome. To the team, So Charles, you can give him the appropriate welcome. It looks like you're ready to haze him over there. My goodness. <laughs>
2: hazing? Oh, my goodness. No, no hazing. <laughs> we are a non-hazing-affiliated show, Dr. Cavill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that. I wanted to make sure. So, Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well,
3: Dr. Cavill. I appreciate you uh, actually inviting me on today.
1: Uh, it's our pleasure. Our, our pleasure. Welcome to episode 313. Of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Kavil, along with my co host, as in today, Brandon King, as I said, uh, writer for the HBCU Go. TV network as well as Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KXW's twelve thirty a.m. studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside the HP is sponsored by THC Agency. THC Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, I have some sad news that we need to. Make sure that we announce and pay the appropriate homage to, which is former WMA star Wiley College coach Tiffany Jackson passes away. Uh, this is according to HBCUgameday.com. And HBCU Sports talked about the fact that she had a fight with breast cancer. Wiley mm-hmm. College is mourning the passing of a head women's basketball coach, former WNBA player Tiffany Jackson. Coach Jackson joined the Wiley College family as head coach, in April of 2022, and was preparing for the first Wildcats season. We're extremely saddened at the passing of Coach Jackson. She was an incredible light for our students, an amazing member of Wiley College family. Her dedication to Wiley College was evident in how she interacted with students in her community. She'll be sorely missed. We're praying for her family and her friends, said President and CEO Herman J. Felton, Jr., uh, Jackson had a decorated professional playing career, she was drafted fifth overall played 12 years of professional basketball including nine with the WNBA um, obviously in her college career, uh, she played at the University of Texas so she stayed home in Texas to co- coach the Wilder College, she helped the Longhorns to 83 wins during a span and the sweet 16 birth in 20, 2003 and 04 uh, but again uh, we're talking about losing Tiffany Jackson uh, while at college this morning the loss of that. With that, that ask us to give a moment of silence before we get back into it. I screamed and pushed him away His face so and I not words. As we jump in here, um, since this is coming from prayer view, I won't even ask y'all to do it. I'll let y'all get into some of the accolades in terms of Swag players of the year, Miac players of the year, and then maybe some other thoughts you had. But there's a change at the top of the PA athletics department. Um, As the statement reads, John Gardner, named interim athletic director at PVAMU, um, I have a picture. So we'll bring a picture up for those that may not have known about John Gardner. He actually uh, is a colleague of mine. I've known him uh, coming in mathematics as he kind of pushed me go get my master's and ultimately get a doctor even though it was outside of, of mathematics and that was slightly before he was uh, dr holmes work was a colleague of his over there a student with him when he was at u of h working on the doctor over there but donald reed that's dr donald reed director of athletics will no longer be continuing in that position effective immediately i'm writing to inform you of our plans to ensure appropriate oversight and leadership of athletics Over the coming months, needless to say, we will immediately undertake a national search for our outstanding director of athletics to succeed Mr. Reed, Dr. Reed. In the meantime, the following measures have been taken to assure the effective ongoing operation of the department, interim director. I have asked John Gardner, chair of the Athletics Council and assistant vice president for student success to step in as interim director until the next director is available to start. One of our most seasoned and respected administrations, John, has served in numerous roles at Prairie View, and is very knowledgeable about the mission of athletics and the challenges that our coaches and athletics face. Also bringing in a consultant, and knowledge, the breadth of activities and needs of the department. I've asked Fred Newhouse to serve as a consultant to the director, coaches, and staff during this period. Most are familiar with the fact that he won Olympic gold and silver medals in the Montreal Olympics. He remains involved in track and field competition and headed to 2000 USA men's uh, team in the Sydney Olympics. Uh, Some may not be aware that he's a Hall of Fame inductee, also had a remarkable management career. She's going to do a climate survey, will be initiated, a climate survey to obtain, gain detailed information and perspective about the issues that continue to impede the success of the department. Finance operations will get involved with CFO Cynthia Carter Horn. Will continue to provide guidance to athletics administration and staff on the budget and operational matters. We understand that significant improvements are needed to ensure that administration, game operation, purchasing, NCAA compliance, and the proper care and safety of our athletes are addressed in the most appropriate and timely manner. I ask now that you give interim Director John Gardner, Fred Newhouse, and Cynthia Carter Horn your support as they engage with the most pressing issues. Before athletics, we all want to be the best athletes And the legacy of Prairie Vietnam athletics, drawing hands, ensure a smooth transition. We can stay on course to see that our amazing team have another outstanding year of competition. My understanding when you talk about this, and that's a picture of John. <coughs> um, as I said, I know John Gardner, very sharp guy. So if anybody can help in the transition, he certainly can get it done. But with that being said, she went on the news when I see she, President Simmons, and talked about one of the final straws of her having to make this decision, uh, as many people may not have been aware of, is when the team went to go to Alabama State and Montgomery to play that game, uh, that they got to the airport and there was no flight. They had to wait for five hours to get there taken care of. And there's some other things, and it seems like that was one of the final straws that – Really concerned Simmons because she expressed that out there, uh, a myriad of some other things, which surprised. I've worked with Dr. Donald Reed and tried to provide, you know, my consulting expertise. And it seemed some things were going through, but obviously uh, not to be. So did want to kind of get that on the table. Uh, but you can tell with so many different pieces that there is some undercurrents about athletics that uh, that are making a lot of people uncomfortable. Uh, quietly. I think Prairie has done a pretty good job of stressing their concerns on this, but not necessarily pushing, you know, the social media, public angles. Uh, so a lot of people are just not aware of that. So it's fascinating to see that. I guess with that being said, it'd be fair to come in and give you a chance to comment. Uh pretty significant news, particularly this time of the season. You know, team yeah. is three and 0 conference play, uh three and two overall. Uh Soccer team is having some trouble. You heard about the golf coach getting hired, not being hired, things of that nature and things here and there. Well, what are your thoughts of this announcement, Charles?
2: Um, I think when you take a look at it, uh this is pretty significant. Uh when you have an in season move like this, uh removing the athletic director, um, obviously uh there have been some internal issues there that um um I guess a lot of people are not aware of. I, I from the outside looking in, you know, View athletics. Uh, looks healthy in terms of, you know, basketball team doing what they're doing, football team having a successful uh, fall thus far. But uh, obviously there are some concerns there. And uh, I, when you have an incident like the, the, the airport incident happened, those are no go. So uh, understandable in terms of, you know, when they move in a different direction, hopefully um, Purdue Athletics can find firm footing with whomever comes in and takes over on a
1: permanent basis. Brandon your chance I guess the hot seat you didn't know you were coming <laughs> in to something like this we didn't either until the news broke. <laughs> uh, I had this news for about three weeks I understood that this was pretty imminent and serious because there were some other things um, that were going on um I chose that uh until they released it that I would hold, hold on to it um in that and try to work through the process but now it's out there Brandon what do you think
3: yeah, it, it's definitely anytime you
1: you see someone of that level uh, getting moved, it it does
3: come as a surprise, and and with everything that coming out, you can kind of it kind of gives us a look under the hood of what was some of the things that was going on uh, at Prairie View because just like you touched on, just at a, at a superficial level, looking at things things look like they were rolling in the right direction, and we'll come to find out that that's certainly not the case and. Anytime when, when you're scheduling, when you have a, a sports team, your preeminent sports team, and, and certain things are not taken care of, that's that's a horrible look. Yeah. You know, that, that, that borders on dereliction of duty. So, uh, I mean, if if that's what's going on, then, you know, he kind of painted himself into that corner, it seems.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be able to tell his side of the story so it may be different. But while he's doing it, y'all talk about – Let me let me pick up this phone Let's see if I can get this call. Um Ashley Robinson on oh, oh, <laughs> Robinson. Um yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there yeah, they're, yes, it has to change the prayer view. you interested? Oh yeah, well, hold on. I, I don't want to say this in front of everybody. Don't don't answer that yet. Um, make sure we don't want the trouble over there. Um understood, understood. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Charles, <laughs> were we doing a show? I, doing a show? Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't, I didn't mean the- to do that. I'm, I apologize. Let me, let me get back into my professor role as the dean. And sometimes you get to peek under the hood, as you said, and you get to see what goes on in the background. So I thought I'd put that on the table just, just in case. You know. Uh,
2: sure, I do write
1: sure. checks. My checks. <laughs> uh, they do not bounce, uh, just so people know. Charles, with that, <laughs> um, <laughs> as we move forward. We'll see if we can get uh Mr. John Gardner on and talk about what he thinks needs to be done in that. But with, let's move forward, let's get into Swag football honors. What do you got there in terms of what's going on? Sure thing, Brandon, let's take a and look. I'll come back and ask you about the MEAC football. Honors.
2: Let's take a look at the Swag as a uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference's name Alabama and AMs, Donovan Eagle and Southerns, Jason Dumas, and Alabama State's Nathaniel Eichner. And Florida AM's Jeremy Musa is his swag football players of the week for their impressive performances this past week. Let's take a look on the offensive side. Donovan Eaglin, he tallied 200 plus yards from scrimmage to go along with three touchdowns as Alabama AM defeated Bethune Cookman 35 to 27. He contributed 190 yards on the ground with two rushing touchdowns and two receptions for 12 yards and one touchdown. On the defensive side of the ball, Jason Dumas, he was a key contributor for Southern this past weekend. While helping the Jaguars claim a 59-3 to win over UAPB, he five tackles, two-and-a-half tackles for loss to go with one-and-a-half sacks. Dumas also tallied quarterback Hurds during the contest in which SU helped UAPB to three total yards on uh, 20 attempts. The specialist, Eisner, accounted for 10 of Alabama State's 16 points, 16, and they're during their 16-13 win over Texas Southern. He connected on field goals of 27, 31, and 42 yards. The 42-yard Dr. Bill, was his longest. And, of course, the newcomer of the week, Jeremy Musa, he led the Rattlers to a 34-7 win over Mississippi Valley uh, on Saturday, finishing with 26 completions for 291 yards and two touchdowns. The win gave the Rattlers – the 13th straight win at Bragg Stadium. They
1: brag different over there, Doc. About- yeah, hey. they bragging well right now with 13 in a row. Shout out to Jason Toomer. Man, that's a bad boy. I seen him all last year. Eat it up, eating up. He sound like you back in Southern. Should make interesting when you get those top 10 matchups. Ooh, <laughs> did, did, did I share a little bit of something? We'll talk about that in the second quarter in terms of the poll rankings and see what you and Brandon think. With that, Brandon, give us some EAC Football Weekly Honors. All right. We've got the MIAC here.
3: <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> All right. Up first, we've got Morgan State graduate quarterback Carson Baker was named the MEAC uh, football offensive player of the year. Um, the conference announced, of course, the Delaware Delaware State senior line, defensive lineman. I cannot talk today. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Williams, <laughs> defensive player of the week um, and the Hornets coach. Uh, Coleon Williams, I want to make sure I pronounce that right, rookie of the week. Very busy week for Delaware State with punter Matt Knoe, uh was named specialist of the week. Uh, Baker, a 6'3", uh, 200-pound quarterback, the grad student, threw for three touchdown passes in the first half uh, of the 44-10 to, 44 to 10 win over Virginia University at Lynchburg uh, for 160 yards, averaging 16 yards per completion and leading a Morgan State offense that posted 364 yards, including 249 through the air. Uh, Mr. Williams was a defensive force in the backfield for the Hornets, registering two sacks in a quarterback hurry in the win over Robert Morris. He had four total stops, including three solo efforts against the, the, ah, the Colonials. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Williams here. Uh, start, shine on special teams for the Hornets against Robert Morris, recovering a muffed punt in the end zone for what Indeed. ended the game-winning touchdown in the third quarter. He also had a pair of pass breakups on defense, uh, while Matt Knoll averaged 43.6 yards on 11 punts. Busy day for him against Robert Morris, including three boots of more than 50 yards with the longest of 64 yards and two punts inside the 20-yard line. I might need glasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But, yes, Delaware State representing well, and that's what happens when you get the dub against another FCS program, 14-9, for those that hadn't heard of Delaware State beating up a Robert Morris. Uh, besides them, Oregon State did get it done, but this is against Virginia Lynchburg, and it seems like everybody is having a party with Virginia Lynchburg. With that being said, uh, prayers to the young man, uh, quarterback for Virginia Lynchburg as I'm understanding that he tore his knee so he's out uh, for his center player time, a talented young man hope that he gets well with that being said we're going to get into our first break and get in do that, before we do that shout out to Lennon, he said good evening I'm ready for class repping my Norfolk State University Spartans yeah. hashtag behold the green and gold I see you hashtag Spartan Nation Ron Wallace, hello uh, folks uh, checking in for Monroe Gron says, Orlando, Florida, checking in. Gron is talking about hashtag Hell Wildcats. Big matchup against Tennessee State. Let's see if we can teach Brandon a little bit about Bethune cooking in a swag. Troy Lamont Coleman says, Big South leading Aggies in the house. I see that laugh out lot. Yeah, y'all got it done. Emma Price, hello from Daytona Beach. In the lab after a great visit to Dallas in the State Fair Classic. Sounds like G-Boom Holly has his cigar out and still smoking one. Amos Possett. <laughs> I think I saw Mike Washington looking for his wallet in El Segundo. Yes, I believe you're correct. Chad Cooper, good evening, professors. Hopefully, as you is back in your poll. Let's see. We'll be right back with that. Chuck Hunt says, Lane College has become my heroes in football. They defeated Goliath for HBCU's Tennessee State. Uh, Brandon? I think people are sure that you are welcome in here, right? You're still getting more haze. I don't understand. it. This is a non-hazing show. Be We <laughs> just want to make sure you understand. Okay, I was wondering why. Now it makes sense with that insight. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give you the significant insight when you, we get those kind of news, especially from institutions that I work with. Good evening. Let's go, Braves. What happened at TV? Fired Day Uh, We're not going to use those kind of terms. But, yeah, see, it's going in a different direction. Edwin D. more can respect addressing your issues internally until it is obvious changes needed to address uh, it. Appreciate that. That's how I was taught and how I get it done. Shout out to George Suggs, Ricky Burton, Jerome G. Sutton, Cy Baker. Jerome, we're going to see what happened in the band marching sport this week. Appreciate you always giving me insight. Good evening, Dean, Professor Bishop, and guest professor adjunct King. With that being said, let's go to our first break. We'll be right back with the poll rankings. Should be good. Stick with us. We'll see who's in the top 10. Top five. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the oh! it's played. Tinelli, the nice Before it's frozen
3: in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part
1: of the Black College Sports Network. Let's get
0: back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillars of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
2: Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Merrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson, like really loves.
0: Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, They gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud, laugh. Yeah, so listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes sir. and pay attention because
1: he's gonna teach a yes, lesson. Yes. I did want to give a shout out. Big South announces Football Players of the Week. North Carolina NT defensive back here. Poonty is the defensive player of the week for games played in fifth week. As he got it done with two key interceptions added, three tackles, two solo. And the Aggies, 24-13 Big South opening win over Bryant as they get it done. You heard uh, some of our Aggie fans out there talking about they in first place as they open uh, Big South play. Be interesting to see, continue to see how they look. Let's get into the mid-major poll rankings with top 10 programs. Uh, let's get who dropped out of the polls this week. Savannah State Tigers 2-3, and 1-2, and two, they dropped out. Other poll rankings this week, receiving some votes as we get into it. If you would, uh, Lincoln, Pennsylvania, Lions, two and two on the season. Savannah State Tigers, although they dropped out, they're still receiving some votes, but didn't make it into the top ten. Obviously, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets as well, as they are with four points, three and two on the season. Let's get into the top ten, starting with uh, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, three and two, two and zero. Oh. They remain at number ten. Bringing us to number nine, we have the Lane Dragons, three and two. Ooh. They were not ranked uh, last week, and they dropped into the top ten. We know by now it did help that they got the big, quote-unquote, upset victory in overtime, as they went for two, and they got it twice. But that being said, at number eight, you got the Boogie State Bulldogs, three and two, 21 and and points. Rank number eight, bring us to number seven. Fayetteville State Broncos, three and two, two and one, 40 points. They remain in number seven. We do have a change as we get into number six. Fort Valley State Wildcats drop out of the top five uh, with their loss. They're four and one, one and one on the season. Let's get in the top five. Virginia State Trojans jump into the top five. They move from six into five, four and one, three and oh, which creates some big time matchups this weekend. Uh, as you have Dr. Henry Frazier III taking on his alma mater, the Boise State Bulldogs, which is a top-ten team. So top-ten matchups should be interesting there. Bringing us to number four, Albany State Golden Rams, 4-1, 2-0 on the season. Two first-base votes as they continue to get it done. 72, they stay at four. Bringing us to number three, Benedict Tigers, 4-0 and on the season, 3-0, and playing some good football, taking down. Fort Valley State, one of the reasons they dropped slightly there uh, with their loss to Benedict II. Surprising some people on this year, but they're rolling. Number two, Langston Lions, 5-0, 4-0 as a NIA program, the only NIA program in the top 10, but they're representing well at number two with two first-place votes and 92 points. Bringing us to number one, Virginia Union Panthers. They just continue to rack up the points in the end zone, so they rack up. The undefeated season thus far 5 0, 3 0, in conference play, four first place votes, 91 points. Let me go to uh, the guest. Let me go to the guest first. Adjunct Professor King, tell me, what do you think about the top 10 poll rankings? Now, let me make sure you understand this. Before you, uh, (laughs) if you want to get invited back, you might want to consider that. No, I'm just kidding. Tell us what (laughs) you think. Well,
3: other than, um, I guess, Lane should probably be much higher considering the team that they <laughs> – <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I actually don't have uh, too much of an issue uh, with it. The only – I might have dropped Fort Valley maybe down to seventh. When you get donkey kicked like that on <laughs> – on- That's a good it- one. Um. But definitely, I would say outside of that, obviously, when you look at uh, the top five: Virginia State, Albany State, Benedict, who uh, is playing some really good football, and, and I don't think is getting quite enough attention, uh, considering how well that they're playing. Uh, Langston is is, is uh, playing great as well, and, and of course, Virginia Union. me, <laughs> I watched this video when
1: someone baked to skip school. And you got grounded. <laughs> we all have kids.
3: We've been there before. This, this <laughs> is live. This time. Oh. oh, yes. Hi. Say hi. Say hello. Go Say back. hello. <laughs> <laughs> Go.
1: <clears throat>
3: Sorry about that. That's,
1: That's right.
3: Junior. Um. <laughs> but. Like I said outside of that, I think the rest of the list is is pretty solid. Other than that lane thing, I think I'm 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 good on that.
1: <laughs> All right, no problem. Go ahead. Charles, go ahead. Let me get your thoughts on the top ten. Mid major as Brandon is being a father, a good father at that. Good job Bill. Uh Charles, tell us what you think in the top ten.
2: Yeah, if if not for Port Valley's their loan loss I probably would have dropped them a little lower but uh, I think I voted kind of the same way this week Dr. Bill I mean it looks uh, about right especially with Lane jumping in there uh, what I keep looking at is uh, the first place votes can, and I'm, I'm wondering if, if Langston and Virginia Union they continue on this trajectory here uh, will Langston have enough you know to kind of overtake Uh, Virginia Union at some point but you know that win over Valdosta State that that just goes such a long way but keep an eye out for for Langston I mean especially the performances that Larry Harrington is putting up week in week out I mean this past week he had four touchdown passes Uh, he was in the top five of all quarterbacks in HBCUs 15 to 21 263 yards so uh, those Langston lines all they do is just win Quentin Morgan and his guys just keep winning week after week after week.
1: Great points that made by both of you, and it'd be interesting when you talk about uh, Benedict and Albany. It's gonna be they'll get to play each other, so somebody's probably gonna be able to earn some points there. Uh, but it's gonna be fascinating, like you said, who gets the own these points as things get going. Can these teams kind of run the table? You have the ability with at least three of these um, undefeated teams. Theoretically, all of them can stay undefeated all the way through uh, the regular season, at least. So it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like and how things change up when you get some of these matchups uh, like we have coming in, some top ten matchups. What else do oh, you got you Steven
2: Gaither just comes in right on cue. Respect the CIAA. I'm respecting the CIAA. I'm just saying. Keep it
1: out of on, on <laughs> <Eastern. That's> how... <laughs> Yes. You know he going to let you know about the CIAA. Um, He's still, he still having some problems with the fact that Winston-Salem State didn't have a homecoming. So, that, oh. that kind of has that <laughs> move where you're going to be talking about respect this, respect that, respect my G, you know, all those kind of things. Did I say the G? Oh, that's a whole oh, different Oh, yeah, that's a whole In different fact, let's get into the major division uh, as we get going uh, before we prolong this. Let's get into the major division, see what you think. They're dropping out this week. South Carolina State Bulldogs, they fall out of the top ten, one and three, and then they got a big matchup this weekend. It's looking tough. The Bulldogs are going to have to turn that curve or they might not be at a turn like they did last year. They still have, obviously, conference play, so that may make a difference. Arkansas Power Bluff started out top ten. That's why I say it's a week-to-week lead. You play yourself in, you can play yourself out. And at this part, they played themselves out. Injuries are not helping, but receiving votes. South Carolina State is receiving votes at one and three. They still have people that think uh, that they'll find a way to right the ship. We'll see if that makes sense. Morgan State Bears are getting votes now, two and two on the season. Got the what? wins. They get a chance with a conference game against Norfolk State to maybe uh, take another step forward. We'll see what that looks like. Let's get in the top ten. Southern Jaguars with the big win. They jumped in the top ten. We're not ranked last weekend, so it should be fascinating to see what that looks like. Southern Jaguars are there. Number nine, North Carolina a State Aggies, two and three, with their conference win, 1-0 in the conference with 19 points. They also jumped up in the debut uh, this week at least, in terms of not being ranked previous week, and they're in the top ten. Green is number eight, Alabama State Hornets, as they get it out of Houston with a victory. Tough one, 16-13, but they get it done, three and two. Uh, one and one in the conference race, 20 points. They move up one spot from number nine last weekend, and number seven, Hampton Pirates, three and one on the season. 0 and one, quietly surprised a lot of folks, so at least what they've done in the early part of this season, 49 points. They previously were six, so they do drop one spot after a loss, uh, taking off a week, They get into the conference play again. This is This is one of the conference games that they have a chance of winning in terms of at least what records. We'll see what that looks like maybe later. And number six, Delaware State Hornets, 3-2 and two on the season, 54 points. They move up a spot as they get a big win in their non-conference victory. Can't get quite in the top five, but they're there. Green is the number five, North Carolina Central, previous ranked two. They fall three spots. <laughs> Four and one on the season, bringing us to number four. Florida A&M Rattlers three and m two, two and one, and uh, 92 points. Previous rank five, they slide up a spot as they continue to win at home, as was stated earlier. Number three, Alcorn State Braves, two and two on the season, one and zero. They were off, but they still move up a spot with ninety-three points, Bring us to number two. Prairie v A&M Panthers three and two, three and zero on the season, ninety-seven points. They go up in the State Fair Classic, get it done against Gramlin. Uh, in that matchup, which means this weekend at home, they have a top 10 matchup as they face a number 10 Southern team. So it'll be interesting to see what that means for the Western division, bringing us the number one, Jackson state Tigers, four and oh, two and They have all 12. you talking about first place votes in the mid major. You don't have that question over here in the major division. All those first place votes goes to Jackson, 120 points. Uh, didn't even play, but because of other things that happened, they, are number one and they receive all first place votes hate to see what they might do this weekend in terms of getting back into action and what kind of votes they can get if they continue to do on um, the trajectory they have, but that'll do it. That's the top 10 poll rankings. I'm going to start with professor King, Brandon King with this, your thoughts on the major division poll rank. Well, um
3: looking at taking Jackson state out because I mean, they've just been running through everybody with the exception of TSU like a buzzsaw, um, and they'll probably do that again um, this week. I, I really like uh, uh, the order. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised uh, with, with Prairie View and what they've been able to do, uh, particularly uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, actually, I think Bubba McDonald is doing a good job with those guys. Um, so that that's going to be a team for me to watch uh, going for forward, I should say. Um, I think Florida and M after you know we don't need to talk about what happened down in in Miami at the beginning of the season.
1: Um, it's just something about family. You want to twist that mind. Like he has past memories of family but he's not over yet. It's some,
3: it's just a tad bit of Atlanta classic bitterness. That's all. <laughs> But outside, once, the, you know, outside, they've definitely picked it up, uh, getting some wins over, you know, some, some good teams, Albany State and, and a couple other things. And they seem to kind of turn the corner and have and, and picked things up. Um, and, and Central is actually uh, a team to, to definitely keep a, a lookout on after, you know, they, they kind of came into my radar when they beat a uh, and and so they'll be a team that I'm going to continue to, to watch as we move forward. But uh, looking at uh, six through 10, I would agree. I don't have any any issue with that because I want to be invited back. So I want to – Hey,
1: this is a smart brother. That's what you do adjuncts. See, you, you- – you follow the rules. First semester, make sure you go from one class to two classes. That's how you do it. Great job, hey, Charles. Yeah, what yeah.
2: do you think on the top ten rank? Uh, here, <laughs> here, 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 here's my fight. Here's my fight, Doctor Bill. And just take a look at it. And you know the, the loss to Campbell hurts, but I still for Central they still have I believe wins over A and and uh, who else is uh, who else do they have uh Williams New, New Hampshire? they a uh, yeah, the top, so, yeah, the top twenty five team Yeah, top yeah, exactly. So I am not sure if I would have dropped them under uh Prairie View All and Fan. I might have just left them there at number two because I still think uh they're probably uh as good a team as, as any that we
1: have uh, uh, with HBCUs, but the loss is hurt. So. Charles. It's like Martin Sport. You play win the game it's, it's certainly not good when you get donkey stump. It doesn't mean yeah. that you can't come back and win the next weekend yeah. they, they took a dusty But this road weekend, out, they you get donkey stuff, you're going to fall. This ain't no hidden gem projection. Y'all yeah. keep doing projection. This is a week-to-week poll. You yeah, win, so. it helps you Unless team teams win alone. Or if you win a presser, that might help you. And if you lose or you lose, not very good. You're going to have some problems. So week-to-week, things happen. That's what takes place. We'll see. But, nah, you can't just keep – I can see what you said. Maybe not as far, but you said keep them where they are? Nah, heck no. Okay, I, okay. I, 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 I slide them. Just a little You're bit lucky bit, that but... you part of the show. But you <laughs> might not be right <laughs> But
2: But here, here's what I got. Here's what I got. Alabama State, Jackson State, that's going to be a huge. One. I'm starting to read that uh, there are only resale tickets left uh, at Alabama State, so that yeah, place I is going to be run. filled out. Yeah, homecoming this weekend, Jackson, Alabama State. But then Jag Nation comes down 290 to take on Prairie View. Hey, it can't be a wine and cheese crowd this weekend, Prairie View, or they will take your stadium from you. I need you in the stands an hour and a half before kickoff. I need you welcoming the guys onto the field for, for warm-ups. I want you there when the band comes in. This is that type of weekend.
1: Well, according to uh, Ruth Simmons in the dismissal, that won't be the problem because they'll be able to get in the gate. There so, we go. It'll be all right. It'll work out. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We'll be right back after this break. We'll get into the third quarter and give you some matchups. As the guys started talking about, but we're going to get into some mid-major. And we'll give you some other matchups, top ten matchups, some of those conference matchups for this week. Huge <laughs> week for the SWAT when you look at it, man. You're talking about seven big-time games, all FCS Division I games, most of them conference, and then you have some of those matchups where people were talking about expansion with Tennessee state and South Carolina state. If that was the case, this would be a showcase in terms of that. We'll talk about that maybe a little later on this week, but we'll get back into it. And I teased it out on Sunday. So if you didn't see it, you can go back and see that then. Stinkers will be right back after this break. social skills. I can... Your ad could be ran here. myjbn.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class.
2: Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com
0: Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh?
1: Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working.
3: Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. don't around town, so we're trying to get down.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, They gon' tell you if your team if they wanna lock. Yeah. So listen to Professor Yes. And pay attention. Cause he gonna teach a lesson.
1: Let's get into some of these mid-major classic. The mid-major classic game of the week is a game that is moved to Birmingham last year. They moved it. Uh, Morehouse Tuskegee Classic SIAc Saturday, October the eighth, seven o'clock ESPN Plus. Morehouse Maroon Tigers zero and 4 0 and one. Always a big matchup against a number ten Tuskegee Golden Tigers. It looked re insurgent. It actually have a winning record, three and two, and two and zero in the conference race. Interesting matchup between two rivals, or is this one where the ranked team is just going to find a way to get it done? Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the Maroon Tigers? in the Golden Tigers. Uh, Can can the
2: Maroon Tigers stop this two-head monster that Tuskegee has in the backfield? Tarion Taylor, uh, this past week, he goes for over 200 yards on 26 carries. And then you also had uh, Dante Edwards. He also went for 118 yards. Can Morehouse uh, make some stops on defense? I don't think so. I think Tuskegee uh, gets this in a runaway.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is the case where Tuskegee is getting back in the groove and they're going to find a way to continue to get it right against Maroon Tigers. But let me go to Brandon. Brandon, what are your thoughts in terms of this SIEC matchup that happens to be a classic game? The Morehouse-Tuskegee class. They've been playing it literally forever and ever.
3: I know it's a rival game, a rivalry game, but you can pencil both backs in for Tuskegee for a fifty. Um and looks, the, the the fans that Morehouse can bring, they'll be leaving at the halftime because I don't think it's going to be terribly <laughs> close. I think Tuskegee cleans them up by at least 21.
1: No. Oh, <laughs> he, man, he did. Hey, he cut up. He come in on his first shot acting <laughs> tough. Took- and can tell these folks really what he thinks. That's tough. Don't, he told me about told me half time. halftime. They're going to see don't the crowd of the band and be like, all right. <laughs> don't tell Kyle we, Yeah, we're don't going back Kyle to Atlanta that. for the party. <laughs> 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 they got better parties than Atlanta. We have. <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. Uh, going back to Georgia, as they say, Theodore A. Rice Stadium. Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah, it is that time of year. Independent S.I.C. matchup. October eighth, Virginia Lynchburg. They seem to be everybody's homecoming, or at least everybody's not a game. O and five on the season at Savannah State Tigers, two and two. One and one. That Savannah State Tigers had to move a game to Sunday because of the hurricane. Ivan, And quietly, probably surprised some folks because they lost. Um, and so many people thought they would be coming in this week three and one, but no, they're two and two. We saw how they dropped them in the poll rankings. Uh, but can they get right against Virginia Lynchburg? Uh, Brandon, what do you think about this little matchup here? Independent, give us some independent love, Virginia Lynchburg. Uh, is it worth it, or are they just, you know, gonna hang around for a little bit? I would, I would like to, and and let me respectfully, uh, hey, I appreciate
3: the athletes at Virginia Union Lynchburg. I know y'all work hard, you put in your time, but this is going to be the best remedy for a loss for Savannah State is, is seeing them come in. Um, <clears throat> and especially they, they, they look across the state to see what can happen <laughs> to Fort Valley on homecoming. and they're, they're, if That's, that's not true. So uh, especially coming off a loss, I know they're going to come in uh, focused and, and this one will not be
1: competitive for very long. Man, that's some great points you make there. Charles, any disagreement? Are you uh, aligned with Brandy in regards to what's going to happen at Savannah for their homecoming?
2: No disagreement whatsoever. The best tonic for a loss is seeing the Virginia uh, Lynchburg Dragons come in for homecoming. That should be fun. Uh, people should be able to get to the parties a little bit early that game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Let's take our last break as we get into fourth quarter. We'll come back with the major classic game of the wake and major independent program. We'll be right back with that. Stickers will be right back after this break.
2: We? Is this the one? Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the
0: one.
1: (laughs) Introducing the all new Nissan Frontier. it's like a loop machine. Don't around
0: town, we'll trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna lot And who the So
1: listen to Professor, yes sir, yes And pay attention, because he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Lill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. In our last segment with Brandon and Charles, let's get into some of these major division matchups. It's going to be SWAC intensive and eddy. I told you about some of these games, but we're going to go with the SWAC in terms of the game where they play some teams outside of the conference. First, we're going to go with the Tennessee State homecoming matchup instead of a classic game. we got a homecoming game. There are no major division classic games this week, so we're going to take our fun to Nashville. Uh, with the matchup with Tennessee State and give Brandon some love to talk about his alma mater and see if they can get that win as they host Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman's in town, and they're already in Nashville as they actually obviously played in Huntsville, Alabama. And because of Hurricane Ivan, instead of going back to Camden traveling, they're actually staying up there, and they went directly into Nashville. So they've been there a little while. I talked to the coach uh, during the MEAC media I mean, the Slack media press conference and talk to him. And today, Brandon, I got to join you for the OVC to talk uh, to Coach George and his thoughts in terms of the matchup. At, interesting thoughts by coaches uh, about being focused and trying to get their first win. What do you think? Tennessee State comes in 0-4, last game before they get in the conference play in terms of the OVC. Uh, you played Bethune-Cookman 1-3. played pretty strong against Alabama a and but they let Alabama get their first win. Is this the case? Will they do it again? Will they allow Tennessee State to get their first win of the season? What do you think about this matchup? Remember, some people are saying that this is supposed to be a SWAC East Division, waiting on Tennessee State AD, Dr. Mickey Allen. I don't think that's what he wants to do, but I'm just saying that's what <laughs> people are saying out there. And they should mm-hmm. be joining the swag along with South Carolina State, which is just crazy. I told you I want Clark Atlanta. It's a whole different thing. But with that being said, non-conference matchup at this time. What are your thoughts? Well, um, said from from uh, what Coach G-
3: George said on on the call today, um, in terms of trying to refocus and make sure that the team is that he had, you know they haven't kind of wandered off with, with being zero and four. <laughs> Here's what what I think is going to happen, and this is in my opinion. I know he said that that uh, Draylen Ellis and Devin Sterling will be game time decisions. Right. Um, you know, uh, Ellis went out against. The that bloodbath against MTSU, um, and and Starlin didn't even play Saturday against Lang. But whoever it is, I think uh, TSU is going to, to utilize they're going to be run heavy, um, just because <clears throat> in looking at the, the, the John Mayer, uh, once once uh, once Garnett threw that pick six, uh, right before the end of the half when, when TSU was driving down it was clear not only did he get the hook, but even uh, when Boone came in, um, you know, we didn't throw the football a whole lot, which even though, they, like I said, they did make them one-dimensional, um, they were still able to run for 226 yards. Uh, and so I think with Bethune giving up over 240 yards per game, uh, they have actually given up over 200 yards in every game they've played except against Rambley. Um, which they gave up 174, and that – and Graham only ran – they only attempted 36 rushes that game. Every other team oh, wow. Bethune has played has run the ball 40 times or more. So the formula is there on how to how to beat them, and I think that, that that's what's going to happen. Um, i cooking right now. I'm cooking. I'm cooking now. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and and I think defensively, because with, with TSU, even though they're 0-4, all 0-4s are not created the same. You know, if you in and, and Coach George alluded to this earlier, you know, a play literally against Eastern Washington, that that game was it was not decided until the last two possessions of the game. Um you know, looking at the the Southern Heritage, uh I would say from quarters one through four that TSU and, and let me say this with if I make future any future appearances. When I say TSU, I'm talking about the real. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <Chats fight>. um <laughs> but
1: keep coming in hot, Ned. I'll see you. Good breakdown, good breakdown. Let me cut you as you hot before you get in any more trouble. Charles saved it. Save it, save it. So, so the, the the million dollar question for me with
2: Tennessee State is uh, will how will they look on the injury front? Uh, because I think that was a, a huge factor when you talk about uh, the quarterbacks going down versus Lane. Give credit to Lane, though, that's, that's, that's a very impressive win. But it's got to be like, like Brandon said, it's got to be run heavy this weekend. You've got to uh, utilize uh, routes. Uh, 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 Jalen Rouse, he has to have, you know, 25 plus touches in this game and you've got to grind down this Thorn Cookman uh uh defense. Like you said, they give up the yards via the via the ground game, but the X factor, which Jalen Jones do you get in this game? Uh do you get that Jalen Jones who went this past week for 353 yards and is always very dangerous with regards to pulling it down and taking off. He's a very very fast uh, quarterback. So uh, it's going to be a a, a a test of contrast, if you will. Can Can Tennessee State make some plays on defense? I I thought that I was very impressed with them defensively uh, when they played Jackson State. Or you know, do we get this effort like we got this past week against Lane? So, uh, it, it's it's a tough call for me, but I'm going to go with Tennessee State just because their back is that much up against the wall this weekend. Yep. Plus,
1: they got that homecoming crowd. They should be in there pretty lively. Very I'm much so. You Yes. But they're going to come in there uh, with the HBCU, I think. So it'll be interesting to watch when you talk about that. I'm going to stay with you, Charles, in terms of this matchup. And then you have the fact that Bethune-Cookman's been on the road. outside Yeah, I think that's big. And they they worry about that. I think that is something um, that's concerning. I know Coach wouldn't make an excuse, but I think that's tough. Let's stay with you, Charles, and stay in these non-conference matchups, if you would. This is a MIAC SWAC challenge. It used to be a MIAC conference game. You have number four, Florida a and versus receiving votes. South Carolina State, Rattlers coming in three and two, two and one. South Carolina State, one and three. Oh, uh, FAMU took care of the South Carolina State last year at home. And after that game, actually, South Carolina State seemed to kind of get right, get refocused and get it going. Uh, FAMU is getting a little more confidence. Obviously, they've won those games at home. Now they go on the road probably for their first big road trip. Uh, In terms of enemy territory, Uh, it's fascinating to see all the subplots in this matchup. What does it mean for you? Where do you see this matchup going?
2: Uh, Both, uh, I think, Family is trending in the right direction. Uh, After taking it early, uh, big elbow up against Jackson State. Uh, they've quietly been, you know, laying in the weeds and get, been getting better week week. And Jeremy Musa has found a target in Xavier Smith. Xavier Smith this past week, 13, Ooh, he hot, 13, yeah, he hot thirteen receptions, one hundred twenty eight yards. So, question for me: Can South Carolina State kind of put uh, a kibosh on that little uh, connection uh, with those two? I Think it's going to be real tough, but. South Carolina State, I like them at home, man. I I really do think they're one of those teams. They've taken all the bumps and bruises early in September, and they're ready to show you who they really are now. Now it's time to be scared of South Carolina State. I got them with the win at home. Uh, Is Kendra Flowers going to play this game? That, that's that's the big question for me uh, because I think that they can get some things going on the ground.
1: Man, y'all ain't got no love for the sweat this week. I don't know if it's just he wants a rematch. Won't <clears throat> South Carolina State get well because he wants to see him in uh, the Celebration Bowl so he get a little bit of that sweet nectar revenge that they talk about. Or is it something else? I am just saying. <laughs> you gotta I get, get there first. Gotta get there
2: first. Gotta get there. Still all <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> Boy it must be nice when you're at the number one ranked team, all twelve votes undefeated. Yeah, make it different. Make different. Anybody say anything about their team and what they're gonna do, he gets a funny looking face. But now all of yeah, let's get there first. Yes, yeah, oh, <laughs> go on, friend. Fam, you like you said, you used to watching this team in terms of a robbery many times over uh, back in your heydays. Now they're in the swag outside of the Miac, but they come back home to some degree. Go on the road. This is a place they previously had many problems with. I Finally got a victory a couple of years ago, uh, and then they got it done at home in terms of get that monkey off the back, if you would. Uh, can they keep it going with Sam Mute, Willie Simmons, or will Coach Pugh did like he did last year and kind of find a place to turn it? And this is one where he wants it. A lot of this is about Corey Fields, the quarterback play. A lot of people kind of question that. I know Charles talked about Flowers running back, What you've seen with Tennessee State and coming those injuries. Uh, where are you going with this matchup for yourself? Um, I think it, it's also going to come down to if
3: South Carolina State can generate any sort of pressure on on Musa. To try to break up that 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 connection that he has with Xavier Smith. I True. definitely think if they if they can get to him and make him a little bit uncomfortable, throw off some of that that timing, um, that's definitely uh will, will play well in their favor. You no, know, if if Fields can be can be accurate and not turn the football over, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> there's a good chance. How feels um, do you get? Yeah. It, so it's ultimately gonna come down to that. And I, I I'm kinda of with with Charles on this one. It's tough, uh, you know, trying to pick which one of these. I'm gonna go fam. I'm gonna go fam you. I think uh it's gonna be similar to last year. Now, next week, uh, South Carolina State, they'll they'll had a mine right. But uh <laughs> I think the family will make just enough plays to, to pull this one out. It'll be a close one, but I I think they, they make it out of Orangeburg with the win.
1: I like it. Great information, Brandon. Again, doing work for HBCU Go. Talk a little bit more about what are you doing for HBCU Go and where folks can get more information on what you're getting done. Um, primarily what I've been doing is uh
3: is game previews. As you know, they've got we, we've got a, a a slate of 11 games that uh, they'll show live on there. Um, so usually i do a preview that comes out Monday or Tuesday. We've actually had a little bit of, of web issues, so they haven't been out lately, so we're still trying to, to work our way through that. Um, so once once we get that situation solved, um, I'll definitely let everybody know, so they can, can head over there to, to HBCUgo.com and, and check out what we've got going on over there as well.
1: So how did you enjoy your first time in the
3: lab? Uh, I like to think i made it through relatively unscathed.
1: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yes, you did. I think you did. All right. Charles, what you think?
2: Oh yeah. He can come on back. He can come on back. I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> with that, we'll call it a close. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Njada the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bitcher. While I got you for a minute, Charles Bishop, just give you that one tease and plug. Uh, You're going to Alabama State in terms of the pregame show. Um, Yes, yes, looking forward to it. You have you been in the new stadium? No, I've never been to the new stadium. I've
2: spent many years going to the Crampton Bowl, but this will be a a cool uh, experience, getting the opportunity to experience this uh, Alabama State atmosphere on their uh, home. Uh, a home campus there. So looking forward to it uh, and get a chance to see Coach Robinson again. He asked me, was I still riding my bike? You know, we used to ride bikes when he was over here in Houston. So uh, He knows yeah. all the trails over here in Houston. Good guy.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, sound like you hate to do them like this, but I, I hear you talking uh, all that. You said all the tickets Tickets are sold, basically, only in resale market?
2: I'm starting to read that it's only a resale market left for this game. Going to be a huge one. You got a number one team going against the number eight, according to Dr. Bill's poll. So uh, anytime you got a ranked matchup. At home, too, for home. At family. home, and and really, you can make an argument that the, the you take control of the SWAC East this weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, great point, great point. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. With Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be back on Thursday. Give you some more breakdown. We'll go into the CIAA, SIC, SWAC, and MIAC matchups. We start MIAC conference games next week. We have one on the ledger, uh, Morgan State, um, and it'll be interesting with Coach Damon Wilson for his uh, inaugural game, actually in the MIAC, and he faces up with Norfolk State, that's been struggling. So you're talking about maybe getting a great chance, and it's at home. It's homecoming. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, with that, again, we thank you for listening to Dr. Ville's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Rich every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. We look forward to next week as we still discuss the, the latest in the lab, and I should say on Thursday. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's Dr. K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. That's Dr. T A C A V I L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Drink big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse? Brandon? That's where you're supposed to say lecture. Lecture. Dismiss. <laughs> you did something well. I wanted to give you a little cheek.